Joe, and you're wearing a little puffer jacket. Hi, yeah, I'm wearing this little puffer jacket because the weather in St. Louis, I'm fighting off a cold, has been crazy. And uh, it's going to be 70 on Thursday Jeez. in St. Louis, which it, it it's December. Wow. That's crazy. That's insane. Well, Colorado, there's no snow. I mean, like, I think you have to download off the lift on the bottom because you can't even fucking ski to the bottom of the hill. It's just, it's like, there's no fucking snow. I don't know what's oh, happening. Where are you right now, though? You where, Wherever you, are you in the desert? I'm in LA now. But it, this marine layer came in and it got all gloomy. But where's the, where, where am I looking? Over your shoulder, it looks uh, <laughs> looks like Justin Baldoni's house. Yeah, it is. We moved in together to be very to be masculine. Oh, that's so dark. Um, is that your house? Should we cut that out? What if Baldoni listens to us? Is that mean? Let's just start over. This whole thing sucks. What? <laughs> no, it does not. It just does. All right, fine. Ready? Oh, hey, Joe. Yeah. Good to see you again. Hey, I'm glad that I'm getting uh, sloppy thirds here since you've done two podcasts with your sister today, and now here I am, the one yeah. that you enjoy way more but pays you no money. This is true. You got all of those points correct. I just did two in a row, and now I'm here with you, and I'm happy. I'm happy. Oh, it's good to see you. Yeah. I'm about to make you sick. Okay. Just put your hand up to your mouth so you can catch the okay. vomit coming out of your mouth. Okay, ready? Okay, go ahead. Uh, I'm doing a game in New Orleans mm-hmm. tomorrow. We're recording this on Wednesday. The game's Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to Cabo. Why? I'm going to that Pros and Joes golf tournament. I've got the weekend off. I've had this as the distant uh, carrot that I've been chasing uh, for months now with all my travel during the World Series and the baseball playoffs and all these Thursday, Sunday football games. I have the weekend off. It matches up with a golf tournament in Cabo, and I'm headed down there. I'm playing golf with John Rahm on Monday. How disappointed will John Rahm be in my golf game? Uh, <laughs> so you did invite me, and now you got yes. John Rahm. No, Rom's. I'm not playing with Rom. Rom's playing with Michael Phelps of all people. Okay, uh, but we're just we're going to play a practice round together on Monday, and then uh, I'm playing with a guy named Maxim Blandin. B l a n d i n. It I, might be. Blandin. I know who that is. Yeah, yeah. He's he played on many tours, and yeah. I don't know if he played on the PGA Tour. I don't know him that well, but he's going to be sleeping in your bed down in Cabo uh, starting Friday, Saturday night. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. So he had, the pro has to sleep at your house? Like this guy? Could- no, he doesn't have to. But I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna make him stay elsewhere. It's just me down there. I, Dude, I'm, I'm, you I, don't know. Who I'm this, all in, man. You don't know who this Maxim guy is. Like you could wake up in the middle of the night and weird things could be happening. That happened to me in college. So I, I, my roommate in college, who I didn't know, I go to Indiana University. I'm rooming with a guy. This was before, obviously, any opportunity to match up with somebody that you know. I go mm-hmm. to IU. I know nobody. I'm on a campus of 48,000 people. And my roommate, his name is And uh, next to his bed, he had a little hot plate where he would warm ramen noodles like you know cook ramen noodles and whatever he had like a little kitchenette that he set up on his desk Mm -hmm. but one night i wake up the guy was a sleepwalker and uh, he's carrying the knife from his little kitchenette over by my side of the room by my bed 
And I wake up because I sense there's somebody standing over me. And it's not like he's got the psycho yeah. Norman Bates. It's not up like he's going to stab me, but he's got this utensil in his hand. And he's walking around like out of it, sleepwalking. And we all know from the movie Step Brothers, you don't wake up a sleepwalker because then yeah. you do. Maybe you do have a murder on your hands. So yeah. I gently took the knife out of his hand and steered him back over to his bed. Oh my God, that's a scary thing to wake up to when you're in college and don't know your roommate. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't know him. Didn't really know him. And I lived with a guy, and now I'm going to live with Maxim Blandine. So how do you Landon, know that Blandine uh, doesn't sleepwalk and, and might? I don't. There's nothing. I don't know anything about him. I know he's a fine-looking little French-speaking dude that is evidently a really great golfer, and I'm just going to watch him play. Uh, because the other night, I walked into our garage with the lights out, and I fell down the stairs, and I sprained my ankle. No. Yeah. And on my way to the ground in our garage, I saw the golf tournament flashing before my eyes. <laughs> Did you really have that moment of like, gee, gee, gee. there's zero doubt. I was like, I was falling like, oh shit, I'm not going to be able to play. <laughs> and, and I hit the ground and it hurt. As we all know, garage floors are rather sturdy and uh painful if you hit them and i got up and i kind of staggered back into the house i'm like michelle i <laughs> fell she's like yeah okay you fell and uh i said i think i i heard cracking in my ankle which is my bad ankle anyway mm -hmm. and then it just ballooned up little did i know i was so worried about the ankle because of the golf tournament i didn't really care about any other piece of this mm -hmm. i sat on the couch and blake uh, jumped onto Ugh. my other leg, and my other leg has this huge gash all the way up my shin. I, I split it open, <laughs> and Blake is is jumps on me. I'm like ah, just as a reaction. I, I didn't yeah. know I was even hurt, and and he hits this thing. I'm like oh my god, and then I got in trouble with Michelle because I reacted to the pain and I made Blake cry because he thought he cut me yeah. once I lifted my pant leg. Then I was the asshole. So when is the actual tournament? It's uh, practice round Monday and then Tuesday, half day Wednesday. That's uh, it. But I'm I'm I've got the weekend off, so I'm going to go down there and uh, just damn, relax for five days. Well, but you, aren't you going on a fishing trip yes, anyway? Yes, I was about to say that you invited me, and it, it coincided with a fishing trip. So I'm leaving on the eighth to go out to sea for six days, catch big tuna hopefully. But I do wish I was in warm-ass Cabo San Lucas with John Rahm showing him what I got, yeah. you know? That's a part of it that I think is probably killing you the most is yeah. that I just said John Rahm playing with John Rahm on Monday. Yeah, You'd be playing with John Rahm on Monday with me. Yeah, dude. Of, but now I'm playing course. with Maxim Blandine, the uh, sleepwalker. <laughs> Well, hopefully you don't become too good of friends. And next thing I know, you've got a podcast with him called Blandine Issues. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about that. We're okay. going gonna to crawl before we even walk, okay, let good. alone run. So good. this is a getting to know you, but I, I don't know that this would happen. Like when, when we first had our wives get together, mm -hmm. I think it's fair to say, because I didn't know Aaron at all, mm -hmm. uh, maybe 
had met her and been around her a couple of times. But then it was like, hey, I'm going down with my friend Joe and his wife Michelle's going to be down in Cabo. Would you, and you're invited too, Aaron. And I think she was like, yeah, I don't know who this woman is. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to kind of give myself an out in case I don't like hanging around this girl. And then thank God they hit it off. And, and oh my God, great tremendously. Since. They're like two peas in a pod, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I just finished my job. I'm done with the cleaning lady. Airs January 3rd on Fox. And uh, they've been showing the preview a bunch now. It's been on football. It's been, you know, so hopefully as we get into playoffs, you'll be announcing it. I think you will be because I think they're pushing it pretty good. Well, good. And I will turn the promo, uh, which is whatever it says on the card. I'm mm-hmm. handed cards during the course of the game, and that's how I read my promos, right. which we got we got made fun of on SNL, which was great. Oh, you uh, did? The other day. Yeah, it was awesome. The guy who does the new Trump impression, impression yeah. Yeah. did me no. and, and was pretty darn good. Um, and it was basically a rip on the promos that we have to read for ridiculous shows. <laughs> so when I'm handed the card for the cleaning lady, that will turn into nothing <laughs> uh, but yeah. a promotion for Oliver Hudson. That, <laughs> I, I don't wait. care who else is in it. I don't care what the card says. I'm going to say the name of the show. Yeah. I'm going to tell people when and what day they can find it. But the rest of it is going to be about Oliver Hudson. <laughs> That's amazing. I cannot wait. But more importantly, wait a minute. Were you just spoofed recently on SNL? Yeah, like uh, maybe a month ago. Oh, God, I didn't even know Five this. weeks ago. That's like an honor. Oh, my God. And you know the only thing that I looked at when the guy was was impersonating me? Your hairline. Was, yeah. Well, did the guy like have a horrible hairline yeah. to impersonate me? How did he do it? And the answer is no. No. He did great. Nope. He, he was normal hair, wearing a suit, um, and it was Aikman, me, and Aaron Andrews mm-hmm. that they were ripping on. And it was me. <laughs> it was Troy continually trying to like in, interject questions about the show and like almost politically incorrect ones and right. i'm like let's not speculate troy let's let's not guess here troy yeah. and and kind of going back to the action in the game yeah and it's it's good they did a good job and i was i mean what an honor oh god well when we get off send me the clip if you can find it i want to see that i'll send it to you um oh i'll send it to you don't go anywhere we'll be back after this short break with more Daddy issues. So yeah, done done with the show. We had our last day in Vegas, and um, we were in downtown Vegas, which I haven't been in downtown Vegas. I don't know, like it at the Golden Nugget. I, we were staying at the Plaza. Oh. You know, it's like the Plaza, and we walked this sort of strip. It's like the Fremont, you know, walkway or something. It was fucking crazy man i haven't been to vegas in a while and it just but that is a different vegas than the one that we typically go vegas to. i mean you're looking at the strip way in the distance you're like oh all right that's that's the vegas that i know and this is a whole different world but we had a we had a good time you know drank. it's a little grittier, grittier a little downer a little oh, dirtier oh dirtier for sure just different oh way dirtier it was fun, but the casino was old school, meaning 
everyone's smoking cigarettes. I mean, you walk in and you start wheezing, even if you're a non-smoker. Um, but I liked it. It was kind of this old school vibe, you know, fun, but ending it in Vegas, driving home. And, uh, and that's it, dude. That's it. Now we well, wait. Why, what was it? So they actually went to Vegas to film whatever yeah because the show takes place in vegas although we shot it in albuquerque but there are scenes that we need to tie in vegas to our location of albuquerque to make it seem seamless and we put off a lot of those scenes until the end so we were shooting episodes from number two to nine to six and picking up little pieces in vegas that's got to be odd to have an episode unfolding as you're acting in it, put a pin in a certain scene, mm-hmm. and then pick it up at the end of, of your time yeah. and go back to where you were and try to get back into that headspace. Because if this is like some crime thing or whatever it is, I assume it is, it's mm-hmm. the, the story is developing, and now you have to go back to where you were, maybe yeah. more in the dark about what's going on. and Yeah, you know? yeah. No, and then you have to sort of remember where you were and what has happened, you know, up to that point. I had nothing really to do. I mean, I I came into Vegas for sitting in my car, pulling up a camera, taking pictures of some suspects and putting my camera down. And that's it. That was it. That got you a free trip to Vegas. That's all I had to do. They could have used the uh, the guy that does the AT and T commercials or or whoever it is that kind of looks like you, <laughs> if it was like from a distance. Yeah, well, that no, they a needed check a, for that guy. They needed a close up, you know, of me doing this, and and it's the surprise of oh my god, I caught them, and you know the weird face they had to do, and all that. Although we didn't even need to shoot it in Vegas, it was, the background is, was just blurred out for the most part, you know. But I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I'm happy. Holidays are coming up. Now comes the wait period. Now comes January 3rd. Now comes the premiere of the thing. And then the constant weekly stress over the ratings and the numbers and all that bullshit. Uh, man. I mean, I, I wonder because it's Fox. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm saying this as a guy who's been at that network since 1994, so I'm in no way, I don't know dismissing Fox Mm -hmm. in primetime, but I would imagine their standards for what is a success and what is a failure are different than you've experienced in the past, be it at CBS or ABC. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, just the the landscape of television in general. Rating, the rating system is just archaic. I think they're transitioning a little bit, but for the most part, people are watching it in record, they've recorded the show, or they're watching in other shows. I mean, there's so many, there's so much content. There's so many platforms out there right now that network television is definitely taking a major dive. What constitutes yeah. a successful show now would be a complete failure ten years ago, like a fucking bomb ten years. Let ago. alone. In the 80s, oh, when it well, was all network TV, that's from a whole like different the Cosby yeah. show to what yeah. Friends was, Seinfeld, you know, I know it started slow, but it became massive, yeah. and, and then it's like night and day. It's a completely different business, and what's considered a success is, 
in just a fraction of what yeah. those other shows were getting. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. The bar's low. You can get your ass over that bar. <clears throat> we're trying. I mean, I think we have a shot. It feels good. It feels like a show that people will sort of get into and are you in a character on. are you a character that would then come back yeah. if the show returns? Yes. So you don't die in this. No. <laughs> Do you come close? <laughs> no. Does anybody shoot at you? No. No. Uh guns are drawn, but n- there's been nothing fired. You know, no no bullets okay. fired. Not so yet. nobody's shot at you. And and on the in the wake of everything that's gone on with uh, yeah. Alec Baldwin, I yeah. would imagine that whole end of the business will change going yeah. forward yeah. forever. I mean, look, there are freak accidents. This was neg- there was a lot of negligence involved with this and and people will pay. There's no doubt about it. It doesn't happen often you know what i mean that's why it's such big news you don't hear of this because people are extremely safe in our business and i carried a gun i've carried a gun on my hip the entire show i played an fbi agent and we went through all gun safety protocols and it was extremely extensive you know i knew what was in that gun every time that i held it you know they 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 slid they they pulled the slide back shine a light down the barrel nothing in there you know, you look in the chamber, nothing in the chamber, pulls out the clip, looks at the clip, and you, I see for myself that there's nothing in the gun. Before it even gets to me, the first AD is looking at it, the prop master is looking at it, the armory is looking at it, the armorer is looking at it. So I know what it's like to go through those protocols, and for whatever reason, it just some bad shit happened, man. But I think it will change the landscape of gunplay in the industry. I, you know, yeah. I think and, it definitely. And probably a good thing. Probably a good thing yeah. if it's if it's unnecessary, I, I would imagine, to what's going on. But can you do you are you a gun owner? Like do you have a gun? I, I have we talked about I have this. rifles you, and shotguns, but I'm about, I'm I'm getting a Glock nineteen. Actually. And leaving it where? It'll be in my bed. house, home protection, you know, there's a safe I've got that is all fingerprinted and you can't get in unless unless it's me and um i think it's pointless to have a a, a handgun for for self-protection home protection if you've got it hidden away up in a closet and you've got the clip on the other side of the room and by the time you assemble your gun your entire family is duct taped up and and that's the end of it right <laughs> right so there's a fine line and I'm, i would imagine there are a lot of people listening to this that it's like okay i've got kids in the house mm-hmm. you have to make it as safe as you possibly mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. and so now how do you go about that to where it's still accessible to you in well, time yeah in times of emergency a few, a few things you know i mean number one is you've got the safe that you have accessible to you so then boom you thumbprint it or you fingerprint it and it opens up and then boom you got you have your your weapon no one can get in it, meaning the fingerprint won't work. And the other thing is, is I trust my kids and, and I, I, they know about guns. They've shot rifles before and I, there is no world where they would ever go in and try to crack it or even take a, take a gun out. You know, I, I just, I, they, they know about guns. They know about gun safety. Um, Wilder actually took his hunter safety program, didn't get his card, but we went through it. So, you know. 
you learn about guns, you know what they are. And, 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 and I also, again, if my kids went in and took a, took my gun, I, I, I can't, I'm speechless right now, even talking about it. I, I don't even, I can't even imagine them doing something like that. So when I was a kid, so when I was a kid, my grandfather, who, uh, the one that played in the NFL enlisted in the Navy during World War II and was on the USS North Carolina and was, you know, uh, involved in, uh, in that whole Pacific theater and was was a Navy man through and through. And so he was the guy that kind of really raised me as much as my dad did because my dad was traveling as much as he was traveling for his job. So my grandfather had a friend downtown in St. Louis, and I, I used to ride everywhere with my grandfather, and he went to see his friend downtown. And we walk in. I remember this clear as day. I don't remember anything two years before, two years after this, hmm. but I was maybe – six, Mm -hmm. seven, I don't know how old I was, six, seven, or eight, not Mm -hmm. any older than that. And we walk into his friend's house, and his friend opens uh, his safe, and there's a gun in there that he had taken off somebody that was dead in World War II. Mm -hmm. And so this friend of my grandfather's hands me the gun, and I'm whatever I am, eight. And I turn to my grandfather with the gun and I go bang, but I don't pull the trigger, Mm -hmm. but I make the noise with my mouth. Bang. Mm -hmm. My grandfather freaks out, Mm -hmm. grabs the gun and says, Joe, don't ever, ever point a gun at anyone, at anything you don't expect to shoot. Mm -hmm. Don't ever point a gun at anybody. And his friend says, Oh, Joe, that was my grandfather's name. And that's who it was named after. Oh, Joe, don't worry about it. That thing hasn't been loaded since the 40s. Mm-hmm. He goes, see, I'll show you. He takes the gun, points it out the window, pulls the trigger, and it fires a bullet. <laughs> oh my God. It goes out out of this guy's window across the street in downtown St. Louis and through the window across the street. And I, I still shudder at the memory of it yeah. because had I been an idiot kid and mm-hmm. or just unaware mm-hmm. and just – Friggin' pulled the trigger as I pointed it at my grandfather's face. Mm-hmm. I- I'd be in therapy the rest of my oh, life. Yeah. I would have. Oh, that's. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the it. end of me. Yeah, yeah. As as a little kid. Oh, oh, the guy that killed his grandfather when he was eight in a gun mishap. Yeah. I mean, so many things. That's. It just. No, I know. I think that's why. I think of what that could have been. Edu- the educate education. I mean, I grew up. I grew up in Colorado. I grew up with a stepdad who who would hunt, and I I learned to hunt at a very early age. And I was shooting rifles and shotguns at a very early age, and I learned about gun safety and all of that. And and I've passed that on to my boys. And so you know, it's, there's nothing taboo about it anymore. I mean, I'm sure it's cool to look at a gun, but they don't really give a shit. And um, they they understand how to operate a gun, and they understand you know, what not to do. And I, that being said, there's just no world where they could even get into, go into the gun safe or even would try, you know? Right. But part of me is like, do I need a fucking gun for home protection? But it's always good, man. I don't know. You just never fucking know. You don't need it until you need it. You don't need it until you need it. And so I have one. Yeah, I have one, and I've gone shooting a couple times. I still don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like it being in the house. I don't like loading it. Mm-hmm. I feel awkward yeah. 
putting bullets in the clip and then putting that in. And I've gone through the gun safety class. I went through one with Michelle out in Denver with a friend of hers who teaches that. And it actually shot well. I surprised myself because my vision's not that good. I wasn't wearing my glasses. I was wearing like protective glasses and actually shot well, but I don't enjoy it. I don't mm-hmm. like the sound. I don't like it is louder than hell mm-hmm. when you go to those shooting ranges. And it's it's startling. It's mm-hmm. very unnerving for mm-hmm. me. And I, I'm sure there are people that just get off on firing weapons. And I have friends sure. that are like, oh my God, I've got Oh, yeah. I've got a Thompson submachine gun yeah. from the 30s, and I've got. I'm like, God, get that shit away from. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with any of that stuff. Yeah. Except you don't need it till you need it. So I have one in my house, but I hope to never of really course, use it. Of course, and then you keep up, and you have to make sure you know how to use it. If God forbid something happens, but you're not an enthusiast that's out, you know, shooting every weekend and. And getting off on that, which there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's fun, dude. Like I, I've shot, you know, rifles and clay pigeons and shotguns and stuff like that, and, and it's been a blast. Not really into handguns. That's why I have to, you know, learn about handguns a little bit more. But I don't see myself heading to the range every other day just to shoot, shoot the, shoot the weapon. But it's a just in case thing. I, I bought mine during the pandemic, mm-hmm. and I, I can't speak for LA, although I'm sure if it's true here, it was, it was true there. It was hard to get guns. Like yeah, people, yeah. people out of fear or whatever, just like eh, I remember that gun I've always talked about getting. I'm getting it, and then yeah. you couldn't get bullets, and then you couldn't get. So I have it. It's it's in my closet. I tried to do the hand print thing. Mm-hmm. The safe actually showed up locked, <laughs> and so I couldn't open it. I'm like. I, <laughs> and I, I gave it to the guy that was redoing the house. I'm like, look, I, I'm the first to tell you, I, I am so not handy with anything. I am a moron. Yeah. But please tell me you can get this open. He's like, no, yeah. just throw it away. <laughs> Order another one. I'm like, how does this thing come locked? And you can't open it any other way. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Well, um, anyway, the whole thing is tragic what happened on that set and and you know, lessons will be learned, but it's just devastating. Crazy. If you're enjoying this episode of Daddy Issues, don't keep it to yourself. Please share the love and tell a friend about Daddy Issues and go subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We beg that's you. That's right. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss what's coming up right after the break. So years ago, when I used to talk to your sister more than I do now, which Mm -hmm. is never, um, she used to make fun of me. And she said, you are one of the most sensitive men, like not in a good way, Mm -hmm. sensitive people I've ever come across in my life. And when I was going through my therapy session this past Tuesday with Heather, (laughs) my therapist, she came all the way back around and said, you know what it is? We were trying to put a word on what I was describing. She's like, you're just really sensitive. <laughs> and so now I'm sensitive to being sensitive. <laughs> do, do you find, do you think you fall into the category of sensitive? I know I do. I admit. Oh yeah. I, I'm, I'm very sensitive. I'm extremely sensitive. I think, um, in so many different ways. Oh God. First of all, as far as emotion goes, I'm sensitive I feel like I'm just sensitive to people's energy. This is the reason that I, I I have anxiety. I mean, not currently, but I can go 
through bouts of it. I have a, a sensitivity. There's there's just no doubt about it. But I I embrace it. You know, I sometimes it it hurts because it can serve me poorly. But most of the time, I like feeling sensitive. I like being in tune or constantly evaluating and thinking and feeling and you know I I, I don't know I, I like it. I'd rather be that than than not. I'll tell you that than just a fucking wall. Yeah, no, I and and that's how I am. I am constantly reading everybody's face yeah. inside a room. So if I go into a if I go into a party or if I'm just standing around a bar or I'm and maybe I'm looking for the person that's going to come up to me and I have a little PTSD of people screaming shit at me in stadiums we have uh determined mm-hmm. there's there's some scarring there of mm-hmm. fuck you and all that stuff we've talked about it's a little ptsd for me so i'm a little flinchy anyway but if i'm even amongst friends and family is the worst because i am evaluating the look on my daughter natalie's face i'm evaluating the look on my daughter's trudy my daughter trudy's face the boys michelle i'm always and and i would say i'm probably batting 750 if if I'm mm-hmm. puffing myself up a little bit, mm-hmm. but I'm certainly not batting a thousand. So there are many times where I am assigning somebody a mood that they're not feeling. Yeah. And 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 then I'm reacting to what I'm concocting in my mind of how that person's feeling toward me. And it's just off. And and that's the part. <laughs> That drives me crazy. Oh my God, dude. I'm the exact same way. I mean, I'm constantly reading people. It's not even something I'm consciously doing. I just, it's just a part of me. You know what I mean? Just feeling them out. And especially with Erin, because I know her moods extremely well. You know, I know her faces and I, I know every piece of, of her and, and how she acts and what might be wrong and, and and it just happened with what you're talking about I where I struck out where, you know, she had her water bottle and it was the morning and she just felt pissy to me, you know, and I don't know why. And and she slammed her water bottle down, but I, could, I couldn't really see it because the pillow was hiding the actual slamming of the water bottle, you know, one of those Yeti things. And I immediately sort of snapped. I'm like, what's your fucking problem? You're always pissed off. You're throwing shit around the room and banging shit. And, you know, I like had a snap moment. And she's like, whoa, what the fuck is wrong with you? She's like, my water bottle literally, it literally slipped out of her hand when she went to go put it down normally. It just slipped. Ka-cling. I totally lost it. Misread everything. Even prior to that, she goes, I'm fine. I'm not angry. I'm just thoughtful and packing up the room because we're leaving for the weekend, you know? Right. I, I did the same thing. So the, and, and I think I do it. First of all, that's, there, there's a level of embarrassment on your part when that happens. Oh, you're yeah. like, oh, yeah. sorry. sorry. Remember everything I just said about how awful you are right. and you're always in a bad mood? <laughs> sorry. My bad. Because obviously you weren't. But the other part of it is like the other night when I, you know, sprained my ankle and I come in and Michelle's mom just got here. So I'm sitting on the couch next to her mom. We've got these twin monsters running around at three and a half years old. And I've got my foot up on a pillow on the couch with ice on my ankle. Mm -hmm. And she's now just back in town, brought her mom in from Denver. And she's doing the nighttime routine by herself 
and she's getting frustrated mm-hmm. and she's harumphing a little bit because the boys were acting up and they're not really listening and they're they're hard to wrangle together and and they're not going to their room and they're not getting their pajamas on and whatever. And so as she's harumphing, I take that as if she's mad at me Dude, because oh I just God. turned my ankle See? and and I I take that like you're like what do you want me to do? I know she's disappointed. <laughs> yeah, like uh, she's harumphing and and right. but just to herself I'm like I'm so sorry. I twisted my ankle and I'm bleeding out of my right leg. Yeah. And, you know, I want to help. And she's like, what What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, I, I, I take it all <laughs> like it's directed <laughs> at me. Oh and I don't God. allow her the opportunity yeah. to just be frustrated. Yeah. It has nothing to do with me. Yep. I'm the same fucking way. Same way. Like, is that narcissism? What is that? No, it's that, the that, same that, thing, dude. It happens all the time where it's not about me. You know what it is? It's guilt. It's guilt. It's guilt. It's because we just get guilty that we're not, you didn't, you're not putting the kids to bed and you see her harumphing around. Is that a word? I'm just repeating you. Harumphing? It's from uh, the movie Blazing Saddles. Okay. So you're hum- she's uh, harumphing around. And Mel Brooks. It- Mel Brooks is like, huh, huh. he's the mayor, and they're all gathering around him. He's like, I didn't get it. They're all like, harumph, harumph, harumph. He's like, oh, I right. didn't get a harumph out of him. Oh, right. He's like, harumph, harumph, harumph. <laughs> right. All right, go ahead. And, you know, but we we take we take it as, 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 as that they're harumphing because we're not helping. And we feel guilty, so then we lash out because we're guilty. And that's it. And then they're like, this has nothing to do with you. I'm just frustrated because I'm frustrated. But now you're in a fight. Now you're sure. in a fight. You know, and that, when you do that, and so then she comes back down after putting him to sleep, and my guilt got my fat ass off the couch, and I cleaned up the room, and I undid yeah. the dishwasher, and I put all their toys away <laughs> and did all that stuff. And she comes down. <laughs> And she's like, uh, those dishes aren't clean. I said, yeah, they are. Because yeah. while you were out of town today, I did the I turned the dishwasher on. I know they're they're clean. No, they're not. Because yeah. I put some dirty stuff in there earlier today. I'm like, oh, great. So now there's dirty stuff mixed into the clean stuff that I now just put away <laughs> while you were upstairs because I felt guilty. And now I'm – she's like, what? What is this like some veiled uh, guilt trip you're giving me? Because, you know, I, I what are you doing? And, yeah. and so now we're in even a worse fight. Yeah. And eventually we came around. But sometimes when you miss like that, and I, I think it's for the right reasons. Maybe it's not. But sometimes when you miss like that, it just sucks. Oh, God. I, I don't know. It, it, you're, you're in a fake fight. It, yeah. It, 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 there, there's no substance to it. You're fighting because you're fighting. There's nothing there. Right. Another pet peeve of mine, this happened last night with Aaron, is she'll ask me to do something. And, and last night was there's a big thing of laundry at the bottom of the stairs. Like, you know, bring it up. Now, I was in, I was in my room, and I had just driven four hours from Vegas, and, you know, I finished work, and I was just chilling. You know, and it's, she's just like, will you bring it up? I said, you know, yeah. You know, not this second, but, you know, I'm going to get it. And there was nothing pressing about this big thing of laundry coming up. Next thing I know, she goes out and she's harumphing <laughs> the fucking thing of laundry and like, eh, eh. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm going to fucking get it. I'm going to get it. You don't have to go do that now and you're making me feel guilty. I look like an asshole. 
Now I feel bad and I'm like, what, why do you, I just go, I got it, whatever. I'm like, that's not the point. You know, you know now I feel stupid. Now I feel, it happens all the time. When she asks me to do something, if I don't do it like immediately and then she just does it, I'm like, fuck, just give me a second. I will do it, I promise. <sighs> right. No, I, I know. I mean, we're obviously <laughs> reading from the same uh, book here. I think, it's a, the book I think a lot of, of how to fuck up a marriage I one know. night at a time. I bet a lot of listeners are probably like, "Oh my god, of course." I mean, I, I don't, I don't think this is a you and me problem, you know? No, no. I, I think it's probably the source of a lot of fights. And here's the thing: when you go to a therapist, and I love my therapist dearly, she's like, "You need to learn a different language to untangle that." And I'm like, "Okay," and then it's like. What you know, the whole act of what I hear you saying is, you know, like that kind of thing. Here's how I feel now. What I hear you saying, you know, so it's, it, it, I, it is so beyond my capabilities of just calling time out on myself and going, you know, what I'm doing here is incorrect, and what I'm hearing you say to me is out of frustration, mm-hmm. and and I'm apologizing to. I wish I was that good. I wish I could do like the the critical thinking no. and a different love language. And it's just I'm not good. You can't. I'm, I'm, you I'm can. Suck. You can. And I can. I I just think that there's therapy speak, and then there's reality. So when I see my therapist, and it's like, well, instead of you know saying you know, hey, like I can't believe you did this or whatever. No, you say, well, you know, when you did this, it made me feel uh, unwanted and it made me feel that I wasn't desirable, you know, and, and, and I'm like, I get that. Sounds great. That's therapy speak. And that's not really my reality. I, I don't talk like that. That's not, that's not who I am. I get it. And I think you're correct. But it's not easy for me to just sort of take a step back and be like, well, um, I'm sorry I made you feel this way and I, I didn't really mean to and my intention was this. And it's, it's not easy to do that. That's an after. That's after. That's after you fight and after you're both irrational and then you're hugging and you're making up and then it's like, I'm sorry I was a dick. I'm sorry I made you feel that way. And it's the makeup. Right. That's where the but therapy in it, speak. I'm way too hot and and – I heard somebody say somebody described it to me one time or, or gave a, a way to kind of get around it and and it again it sounds great in theory I've never done it I think this I have a better chance of because there are a lot of times where I will go down that path and I can hear I know I'm wrong I know I'm wrong and I can't not do it I I can't shut up mm-hmm. and I and I, now I'm like badgering her and whatever so I'm aware of it just go. Hold hands, hold her hand, mm-hmm. and and it's really hard to fight when you're holding somebody's hand. <laughs> right, right, and and that makes more sense to me. Yeah, than you know what I'm hearing you say, and right. here's how I was made to feel, and here's a, I I don't know, I, and I'm not even representing that correctly because no. that, that's I I wish I was better at it, but I'm just well, not. we try, dude. I mean, look the 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 idea or just. That, that you are even in therapy is great. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I think Michelle's happy. 
I think she's a happy wife. Of I think she's got a happy she life. Is. Of course she is. There is no such thing as perfection. That, that, that's ridiculous. Uh, relationships are always work. We're always trying to figure out the best way to communicate. Even though I've been together with Aaron for 21 years, we, you're still learning how to communicate. That's but the do point. you find yourself sometimes being childish or comical with her oh, at yeah. times when you should be more adult and more not even romantic mm-hmm. but but I think adults the right word where you, I'll just go fucking mm-hmm. silly stupid yeah and eventually she's like will you just shut up oh yeah stop yes can yeah. you talk to me like an adult it's yeah. like, it's probably like a little mommy syndrome right. or something that I have going on with <laughs> Yeah, well, humor is always a great way out of things. There's no doubt about it. If you can find that icebreaker, you know. But yeah, my daughter and Michelle confronted me with that. They're like, every time you turn it into a joke, every time, right? And and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I kind of do. You're like, and guess what, girls? Like, it works. <laughs> it works. You know what? I saw you smile. Right. Uh, I know you want to punch me right now, Trudy, but yeah. I saw you smile. Well, that's the other thing, too, is we're, we're, we're existing and we're relating and, and being in relationships with different moods each day and each hour. So things will shift and change. There's moments where you're feeling good and positive and you might be able to be affectionate and be vulnerable. And then there's moments where you're fucking cranky and irritable and you don't want to fucking hear anything and you snap and you're not able to, you know, have actual communication. That is part of what it is. There is no consistency in relationships. Never. That's Unless it was boring. Exactly, and that's fucking boring. You're right. You know, I mean, yeah, like, hi, hi, honey. How was work today, dear? It was good. good. Da, 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 I'm just da. gonna watch TV. Right, same shit. What times? What times? Dateline on. <laughs> Dateline. <laughs> no, I know. It's, I mean, Dateline's a good show. It is a good don't, show. Don't don't sleep. I on love Dateline. Dateline. I love Dateline, but. Some of the some of the voiceover in, in Dateline. I mean, it's not just Keith Morrison too. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 every one of them. Oh yeah. That. But I'm not going down this path again of people's matters of speech. But <laughs> sometimes I'm blown away by stuff that gets on the on network television. Yeah. The, the poor English that's used is amazing to me. And there it is. There's the word uh, amazing. Uh, you, and it it should be amazing to me that not, that can get through so many different script writers. And so everybody's like, that's it. That's what we're going with. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> you said amazing. I know. I'm just guilty of all the stuff I rail against. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break with more Daddy Issues. Uh, here's the last thing I'll say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then three podcasts for you in one day is too much. I know, but do we, have we, we still got to do Juggernaut with Josh. Yeah, well, I think I know where that's going to go. Well, let's, uh, yeah, you go ahead. What's up? So, you know, my friend Harry Freeman, yeah. who uh, I love dearly, play a lot of golf with him, big, strong, strapping guy, three or four years older than me. So he's mid-50s, rides Peloton every day, has never had a vegetable in his life, mm-hmm. never eaten a salad, never had fruit, mm-hmm. okay? This, and this guy's ripped. Yeah. Not ripped, but he's he's just naturally strong. 
I played golf with him a week ago, and I'm like, what, what are you doing? I, I, you look good. You look different. You look leaner. You look – so he's doing the intermittent fasting. Right. But, you know, and also doing it with just a shit ton of water. Yeah. So he he gave me these packets that you do when you – and it's it's been night and day. I'm like, I feel so bad. And I think I've said it on this podcast, and I've told you this definitely offline, mm-hmm. but – I wake up like I feel like I've been in a car accident every day. Mm-hmm, like my mm-hmm. joints ache, my neck hurts. I broke my neck in in high school. I've had back surgery. My shoulders have been dislocated. I'm just a mess, mm-hmm. and I don't even feel like working out. It's just it's too hard to get over the hump. So now one week of drinking like a hundred and what would it be a hundred and twenty ounces of water a mm-hmm. week a day, mm-hmm. and I wake up completely different Ugh. i i feel better i feel younger i feel <sighs> yeah it's so good and it's so, and, and it's almost like your body craves more uh you would think you'd get sick of drinking water and your body would be like Ugh, enough now i'm still thirsty and it makes me keep drinking the water so yeah i uh, do no i no i mean i'm glad you brought that up because i am so dehydrated all the time and when i am in my water drinking phases you've just it just changes the game and, and I need to do that. I need to intermittent fast. I need to start feeling good again because I've just this whole Albuquerque experience has wrecked me. Smoking cigarettes, drinking a ton of liquor, you know, and just eating poorly. I, I have to get my detox on. And, and why are you smoking cigarettes? I don't know. It's Pavlovian. You know, I get to a, I get to a set and, and I just start, and, and I'm alone, and I'm bored. And I learned my lines with cigarettes. It's just, it's, it's, uh, it's habitual. It's all the bullshit, you know. But I quit for a million years, and I, I started back up again. So you know, Someday but I, they're going to find out that cigarettes are bad for you or good for you. That's that's my that's my prediction. You know, but I haven't Someday had a cigarette today. They're going to say cigarettes are not good. I don't know. But oh, I, you're to that point now where you're like getting the shakes because you haven't had one today. No, 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 no. No, I'm just trying not to smoke, you know. But wait, are you intermittent fasting or just drinking a ton of water? Well, I don't, now I'm not, I try to eat nothing later than 8 Mm -hmm. p.m. And then I don't eat anything again until afternoon. Yeah, so that's fill my gut with, with, now, I don't know, and and maybe I shouldn't say this, but I still do my athletic greens, so that's probably oh, not. Oh, that's fine. Okay, well, that's what I have in the morning, and yeah. then I just slam four or five of these uh, Nalgene water bottles that I fill up all day, and uh, it's it's been just a difference straight, maker. Just straight water, right? You don't put anything in it? Not even, no, I don't put anything in it. Dude, this is good. You're, you're sort of inspiring me. I'm gonna. I, I got to do this. I got to start drinking more water. I got to get something. Hair's growing in. I mean, it's, <laughs> maybe that's it's why it's growing so life. well. Maybe and and here's the other thing. My new hair that has been implanted by our mm-hmm. previous guest mm-hmm. uh, is growing in dark. I know. It's growing in dark. No, I see that. And and that's not that's not like been altered. It's dark. I it's it's like the great. Wow. Surprise. This is cool. This is very maybe cool. Maybe put maybe knock me out and put like ass hair up there. <laughs> <or> just 
Just as a joke, like a few of his ass hairs. I, whatever. I don't care what. Yeah, whatever. I'll take it. I, I don't care. And and having it come in darker, which gives me a little bit more coverage up top. I mean, I couldn't be a happier guy. Well, I asked him about pubic hair when we when he was on. If it could put pubic hair in my head, and he said yes. Um, wait, hold on, real quick, real quick. How much water are you drinking? And and I need to get one of these things that measures it out. You know what I mean? So you feel like yeah, you're it's accomplishing. Just, it's go something. to go to go to Amazon. Right. Go to N A L G E N E water bottles. This is a water bottle that goes up to uh, thirty two ounces. Mm-hmm. It's got a small mouth part, so you mm-hmm. don't feel like you're gulping huge mm-hmm. things of water. I've had one of those too. I like this better because it's just a normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, a normal opening and you know you just go through the morning and i try to get it done by one or two so i'm not peeing all night that's the other problem like Mm -hmm. i there are games that i've done now over the last week (laughs) that i'm 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 really disposed indisposed disposed during breaks i'm I'm running to the bathroom oh really but by the end of the night like last night i slept through the night which is that's also different for me. Yeah. Like I'm I'm finding that water yeah. is a kind of a cure-all for me at the moment. I'm sure that'll change, but I'm sleeping better. Um, um, I feel better. Yeah. My, it, it's got to get rid of inflammation. It has to. Because mm-hmm. you're Oof. just flushing your body constantly. Yeah. I got to do this. I fucking got to do this. I'm going to start. Even if I'm not, even if I'm not intermittent, intermittent fasting quite yet. Because I go on my fishing trip next Wednesday, which is just out on the ocean. You know what I mean? Like, there's no fasting out there. So, what uh, do you eat for breakfast out there? Uh, oh, dude, the food is amazing. That's part of the draw of the trip. They 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 cook in these little galleys, you know, and they're it looks like nothing, but they put out some amazing food. Amazing food. You know, just all you can eat. Incredible stuff. So, Incredible do you know dinners, the people lunches. you're going to see with? Um, I know. Well, I'm going with a friend, and then I know Jason. One, I know the own, one of the owners of the boat is going to be on this trip. No, I mean I'll know four or five people. I know the crew. What if you hate? What if there's somebody there that's just like annoys the <clears throat> shit out of you and you're you stuck just, for six days? And the guy's like, Oliver, hey Oliver, uh, just constantly the whole time. You just avoid them. That's never happened where it's been that annoying. You know what I mean? Ever? People. Oh my god. You mean who? Like, You're the guy from the the show, yeah. the Rules of Engagement. I love that show. What was it like when you were with David Spade that uh, one time? And nah, I, I think I feel like you're jinxing me because I feel like that's gonna happen now. <laughs> that has not happened before. <laughs> There's people who recognize me where it's like, yeah, hey, cool, nah, 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 and everyone's cool, but no, no one annoying, crazy annoying like that. Never. Do you like the fish? I like that. This is my first time fishing. Uh. <laughs> Can you help me put bait on my hook? I'm not really good. At it. I don't like touching fish. If that ever happened, I'd, I'd say something, honestly. I'd be like, hey, we're on this boat for six days. Thank you. And I appreciate, you know, that you, that you like the show, but we got, you got to chill. I, I, I got to, this is my time to get away. <laughs> Oliver, tell me about the cleaning lady. Are you the cleaning lady? I saw that preview. Who did it? It's for fun. Why weren't right? you in the preview? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I'm going to start drinking is water. It, is it co-ed? Is it co-ed? 
Uh, yeah, yes. There's, you know, it's ma- mo- mostly men, but yeah, there's sometimes there's women. Oh, the, dude, I- I've been going on these trips for 20 years now and I've heard, I haven't been on a crazy female trip, but I've heard stories. There are some stories about women who have been on these trips for reasons. You know, there's one passenger in particular who pays full freight, does not fish, and does not get paid to do anything illicit, but just is there for a good time with whoever wants to have a good time. Whoa, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure how she looks or... You know, if it's, if it's, I don't know, but it's, it's. They're all God's people. Everybody's beautiful in their own way. This is true, Joe. Sorry I even thought that. You can't trivialize and, and, you know, grade somebody's looks. That doesn't matter. No, I mean, you didn't do that with Michelle, so. No. No, it was just, I I connected with her and then the icing on the cake was that she, you know, was a, a pretty, Mm-hmm. person by yeah. some people's standards now i mean i i don't look at people that way but yeah 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 you're beauty you, know, you do so beauty blind that's what you are it's it's uh beauty is is from within it is it is from within it emanates outward it and, does and, and her beauty her beauty knows no end because it just constantly comes out except when we fight about my Sprained right. ankle. And then she turns really ugly. <laughs> oh god, she gets so mean. She gets so mean. <laughs> and she likes to think she's tough. And she's she'll listen to this and she likes to, you know, like yeah. get in my face. Yeah. But she's she doesn't scare me. Does she get in your face like like you little motherfucker? Not like that, but I, I feel like th- there are times where we fight like brother and sister, and I mm-hmm. feel like I'm her brother Andy, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's it's you know yeah I, I have to stand my ground yeah otherwise she in, was... in a non you know physical way of course but I have to verbally stand <laughs> yeah. my ground yeah because she will come at me hard and I've I've got to be ready I've yeah. got to be unfrozen caveman lawyer ready ready. Whoa. To, yeah, she she can she can get after it, dude. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. I need my A game. I need everything yeah. I need on a Sunday football game. Yeah. I've got to be ready to react. Oh yeah, yeah. She will. She'll she'll cut you. She will cut you verbally. Yeah, or maybe with a uh, you know, so like an ox. We we spit out a razor blade. <laughs> she keeps one in her cheek. At all times. Is that is that so? It's called an ox. There's something yeah. I didn't know about her. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. All right. Well, let's finish this up with Juggernaut with Josh. Honk, honk. Honk, honk. Josh, come on. Yes. How are you, buddy? Doing all right. The question this week is, have you ejaculated? All right. Well, I feel like there is some progress here because I can. It seems like a yes or no kind of a. <laughs> well, I, I, yes, I can sometimes, but only on my own and not reliably. All right. Juggernaut with Josh. No whammies, no whammies. But I have a question. But I have a question about this. Yeah. If you, If you know. 
there's a good chance that if you initiate sex and you know it's not going to happen for you know like it's it's going to end right. in, if you think it's going to end in disappointment yeah. do you bother trying or do you just kind of lay off it's a good question are you 100% sure that you're going to be rejected 100% no yeah i'm never 100% sure but I you're 99% Wait, you're worried about it beca- being rejected, no, or you're no, no, worrying no. about not being able to finish? Worried about not being able to perform. Oh, you still try. You try. You know the phrase, use it or lose it? Mm-hmm. The more you use it, the more you will get back into the flow, so to speak. Right. Got it. But un- it's my non-clinical But can you even get, can you even, like, get a boner? Yeah, yeah. So, well... Here, but, but now it's uh, now everything's all messed up because now I, I I I don't feel well a lot and I'm tired at the end of the day and it just oh my like, god. <laughs> I love how you guys are talking about this with no women's input on this. Josh, you should absolutely still try because she wants you to feel like you. She wants to feel like you still want her even if you can't. If it's not you know you know there's other things you can do. So that's yeah. all about you. This is yeah, true, okay. but but as far as your boner goes, like I feel like about two to three minutes in, it just deflates on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, I can. It starts good, yeah. and then it slowly deteriorates. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, can we bring your wife on at some point? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that this is becoming like a fan favorite stuff. So you know, I think we need to talk to. Talk to your wife to really get some inside scoop. Yeah, if we do a live event, there's going to be a chant in the crowd like Josh, 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 Josh. right? Josh, and then then the curtain opens Josh. and you're doing like a live sex show, like an Amsterdam. Oh my god! <laughs> By the way, can I Ta-da! also just say I hate the word ejaculate? It is like my least favorite word ever. Uh, well, but it's it's clinical and the FCC won't ding us, so we got to use that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, this seems like the 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 next the, the other word you don't like is moist, and I feel like that that, that would fit in this conversation yeah. as well. I don't have any problem with moist. Moist <sighs> ejaculation. <laughs> oh, God. Um, all right. Well, keep trying, Josh, and I'm glad you can achieve. You know, self achieve. Um, it works. I mean, it works. Yeah. It's just. What does that say? Does your wife get disappointed? Like, well, Jesus, what, what's wrong with me? You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, you're okay with yourself, obviously, but there's something wrong with me. Yeah. Maybe don't tell her that you can get there on your. Yeah, own. but here, but here's the thing. It's it's because I have so much control over the time. And and everything like you know, because by the time she's right. home from and the pressure, she's home, and then yeah. the pressure, and then a, the physical activity of it yeah. all, like it doesn't, it, it that all that stuff plays a role. Only you know where you'd like to be touched, Josh. right? Remember, all right. Control. I didn't even get into that. I'm just saying, timing wise, <laughs> like timing during the day, it's usually you know, like I have to be very careful about the time that I choose and. You know, and it doesn't always work on my own. Even, I think you still. need to get out of your head. I think you need to just, you know, yeah, slam four fucking Bartles and James and <laughs> just go to work. Yeah, the other thing is like when you're alone, get your hard you hat on. You can control, you know, you can control the time and the clip that you're watching. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like you, you. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing is there's there's pills that can you know make your boner stand up for four hours. Right. 
Right. Right. So you don't that, the whole timing thing. That's out of the window. That's true. Uh, you know okay, what we're doing? Well, Here's what we're doing, Josh. This has become a real segment. Next time, I want you to try, get a pill and and see what happens, and then report back. All right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You'll be I, fine. I, I don't like medication like that. That uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just got to try. I just got to get out of my head. I, I like that advice better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Like a beta blocker. Something to get the anxiety out of that. (laughs) He's nervous, like dry mouth. (laughs) (laughs) That was Juggernaut with Josh. Juggernaut with Josh. Thank you, Josh. Uh, All right, Joseph. Uh, Here's the other thing I'd do, and then we'll let you go. Yeah. Get the parrot out of the room. Yeah. How did you know she's in here? No, no, no. When you're when you're having <laughs> Making sex. love. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That's probably a good idea. Ka-ka! He watches. Ka-ka! Oh yeah. yeah. He watches. No. She. No. No, this is getting weird. I don't want to go down this road. <laughs> it's too weird. I wouldn't do that if I were you. <laughs> I wouldn't do that if I were you. <laughs> Stay hard. Stay hard. Stay hard. Come back here. Come back here. And now you're really not going to be able to get there because that's all that you're going to be. Now that's going to be in my head. Right. (laughs) Or the parrot just learns to whistle. It's not you, it's me. It's not you, it's me. Right. Or it's just like. like Wow, that's disappointing. Wow, that's disappointing. (laughs) Whistling. What happened to it? Where'd it go? What happened? (laughs) Oh, my God. Don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> Josh, do you feel more stressed out since you're not like, be, like, is this making you in life more stressed out? I'm just curious. No, no not entirely. I mean, it didn't, didn't become as big of a deal until we had a segment every week focused on it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what is, so what are you saying? So I'm saying knowing I'm going to have this question every week. <laughs> okay. We're going to take a week off from asking you the question. Yeah. You have a two week window. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two weeks, get something get done. Get something done. I feel like this is yep. like Squid Games or something. Like it's intense. It's Squirt Games, Josh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Bye. I love you guys. <laughs> love you. Good luck out on the on the open sea. Hopefully, I'll talk to you before then. Yeah, we'll call. But me. if Hit I me don't, if, if I don't. You know, throw throw the line in there good. Oh, hey, get get to trolling. <laughs> you nerd. <laughs> All right. Don't bring your gun. No, stay at home. All right. All right. Bye. Listen to Daddy Issues on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Daddy Issues is a production of Cavalry Audio and iHeartMedia, produced by Margot Carmichael. Sound engineering and editing by Josh Windish. Executive produced by Joe Bach, Oliver Hudson, Dana Brunetti, and Keegan Rosenberger. Daddy Issues.